I'm George Michalowski with Pittsburgh Sports Now. And I'm Jamari Spurton. Welcome to the Just Buckets podcast. Hey guys, Jamarius here. I want to thank the Scoring Factory for sponsoring the Just Buckets podcast. The Scoring Factory provides top-notch, detail-oriented training for basketball players of all ages in the Pittsburgh area. I go to Peace Strobel at the Scoring Factory to fine-tune the details of my game by focusing on the individual skills that have gotten me to this level. Come get some at the Scoring Factory. Welcome back to the Just Buckets podcast. I am Jamarius Burton here with the special guest and Today's co-host, Aiden Fish. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to get on the podcast, man. Yeah. So um, we're going to go, you know, various routes with the show. But um, let's pick it up with, you know, a couple games. We've been in the swing of things. You know, we've, um, you know, been making headway in the ACC. Um, and let's pick it up at Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean, for sure. That Honestly, that was a game going into it, you know, kind of worried me, you mm -hmm. know, you know, sometimes coming off big wins and any type of season, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs and away games in the ACC, they're pretty tough. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you're playing. I, mean, I know Georgia Tech maybe doesn't have the greatest record, but, yeah. you know, you can't really lay off on any of these games. So, um, you know, that was a game. I I don't know how you thought, but. They stuck around for a while. Yeah, yeah. So starting off in that game, for me, you know, um, I felt like we had some defensive breakdowns. You know, we didn't secure the rebound a few times. And, you know, we gave those guys multiple looks. And they were hitting threes to start the game off that, you know, kind of kept the score kind of close. For sure. I mean, everyone says best time to shoot a three is off offensive rebound. Yeah. And uh, they were taking full advantage of that. Right, right. So, um you know, along with, you know, them knocking down some threes, uh, that kind of, you know, kept the, the score kind of tight, you know, especially going into halftime. Um, what what were some guys that, you know, from your perspective, you know, you, you, you were on the bench. Um, what guys did you see on the floor in, in that Georgia Tech game that were getting some things done? I mean, man, I, obviously Nike stood out. You yeah. Know, he, he's, he's the spark off our bench and – you know, I saw a stat when he plays X amount of minutes, mm -hmm. you know, we've got a great record. Mm -hmm. um, he brings that, like I said, spark, and he really brought it against Georgia Tech. You know, we weren't firing as a team yeah. offensively yeah. as yeah. well as we usually do. Yeah. And he came in and kind of saved us. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, there was a play in particular in that game. I mean, he finished with 21 points, but – there was one play in particular. I don't know if you, if it, if it stood out the most to you, but it was when he got the ball in transition. He pushed it up full court, and I don't know. He got between traffic, kind of did a euro, right, and then he shot it backwards and banked it in and got the and one. And one. What was your reaction, man? I mean, first off, every time he gets a defensive rebound, the thing I'm thinking, it's like he's taking it coast to coast. Yeah, yeah. And you know, everyone on our team knows that. Yeah. And. He got out there. He's got unbelievable speed. Yes. Made that little Euro step, and I was like, sheesh. You know, that that uh, that definitely got us going for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, we like you said, he's a big piece 
to what we do, and he definitely, you know, was the star of the game for that game for sure. For sure. Um, moving away from Georgia Tech, after that we traveled down to Louisville. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that game. Yeah, I mean, once again, you know, Louisville not having the greatest record in the ACC, but you can't really take them lightly. They came out firing. Yeah. I mean, they they got on us quick, mm-hmm. uh, got a quick lead. Yeah. And, Similar theme. Yeah, it was a very similar Nike theme. Nike came in, hit some very big, I believe, four threes yeah, in, the four threes in the first yeah, half. Yeah, he had four threes in the first half. Yeah, I mean, that was huge. And, and you know what else? Um, not only was it Nike, but it was some other guys that came in off that bench. I mean, Nike came in and was on a heater. Yeah. Like you said, he hit, I think he might have hit at least three threes in a row. Yeah, yeah. He went on a, he went on a tear himself. And then Nate came in. Yep, Nate hit a big three. I believe Guillermo hit a three, too, from Guillermo the top of the key. Guillermo did hit a three, and I think Nike was the one to throw it to him. Yep, it was huge. It was a pick-and-pop uh, situation. Guillermo sure. got the ball at the top of the key and just let it go. And the crazy thing is, I see him practicing all those shots with T.O. every day. Oh, he's out He's out there for 45 minutes after practice every day, you know, so, just shooting spot-up threes. So, like, in that scenario... I was so happy for him because I could see the hard work paying off. Right, exactly. You know, like, that's a shot that I've seen him practice. And for him to step up in the game and have that confidence to rip it was, you know, it was a big momentum thing for us. Because when, when he – was it Nate that hit it first and then him, or was it the other way around? I honestly don't remember. But, but I just I know they were was, both big. Yeah, it was both big. So it was Nike that got off to a tear. Nate hit a three. He yeah. got an assist. He got out in transition. He also got an assist to me. And then G hit a big three, and it was like the energy had just oh, rose. Com- completely shifted. Yeah, and, it shifted. You know, and on, for a team like that, you get on, you throw that first punch, you know. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to back down, and yeah. that's kind of what happens. Um, I mean, Guillermo, like we say, him and Fetty are such different players yes. that when they come in, you know, Guillermo's going to pop on that stuff and yeah. kind of gives us a different look, uh, mm-hmm. the pick and pop uh little more spacing. Yep. Um, definitely, definitely big time. Another guy um, that stood out in that game also was Greg Elliott. For sure. Talk about um, his play, his sharp shooting ability out there. Yeah, I mean, we know Greg's going to shoot the ball well from three, but he was putting it on the deck too. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. One, one dribble pull-ups. Uh, he was. He, was he really had a cut to it. the basket too. I got a steal. Um, they had messed up on an inbound. Or, like, it was a rebound, but he was falling out of bounds, and he tried oh. to throw it back, Yeah, and I got it. It hit the guy's back, and I got it. And then here come Greg cutting down the lane, and I give it to him, and he, he gets an easy lay. I'm not going to lie. I thought there was a chance he was going to dunk that. Yeah. You know what? We all Slightly. we all was, like, had a little anticipation to us hoping he would dunk it, but... Speaking of Greg dunking the ball, someone told me that Greg used to be a slasher, very good athlete. Who told right? you that? Vason, right? And I, I didn't believe him at all. Uh-huh. So I look up Greg Elliott high school highlights. Couldn't believe what I was watching. Completely different player. First first highlight, drop step dunk. Poster. Poster? Poster. Couldn't believe it. We'll we'll probably we'll show we'll share the clip. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We couldn't believe it. Um so when I saw that, I was like, I was like, man, may, maybe he's turned the clock back, yeah, you know, yeah. back to his high school days. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. So yeah. we get a big we get a big dub out there in Louisville. Um, yeah. We come back home, and, you know, we got, a, we got a game against Florida State. You know, let's talk a little bit about that matchup. You know, we kind of slipped the ball with that one. Yeah. They started I, off – they started off kind of similar to uh, 
who was that? Georgia Tech. Yep. Um, you know, they were knocking down threes. Our defense off wasn't intact. Rebounds. Off yep. offensive rebounds, not blocking out, you know, securing the ball, securing our possessions, and they made us pay. Yeah, I mean, you really look at them. Um, they're they're a much better team than their record shows. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of injuries beginning of the year, and they're kind of getting healthy now. But that's a team, you know, they've got some talented guys. I just don't think they've always meshed well. Yeah. Now against us, not no, they're not known as a shooting team, but yeah. they really shot 50% from three. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you tip your cap to the green. Yeah, yeah the, definitely. The green guy. I mean, yeah, he, made, he, was, he made some shots that uh, – That was very impressive. I mean, yeah. he shot a corner turnaround in front of our bench. Um, yeah, that was, that you was, don't really see that yeah, much. Yeah, that was guys shooting that yeah, much. That was, that, um, was, that was disgusting. But, you know, biggest thing for us is just, you know, being able to flip that page. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So we flipped that page. You know, we got another home game. Yeah. We're playing a big, a big school with Wake Forest coming in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you think, but offensively, they're they're one of the best in the league. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, they're not the best. They're not they're not great defensively, if we're being completely honest. But yeah, but I I believe you know a good part of your defense is your offense for sure. For and sure. And they have an elite offense that kind of helps them on the defensive side. Besides, also, they got some big guys in the paint too that can kind of you know deter shots. You yeah. know. Um, and make things a little bit challenging. So I thought it was a very good matchup against them. But, um, you know, against Wake Forest, we was able to uh, make a little history. Yeah, uh, 18 three-pointers, school record. Uh, pretty pretty unbelievable. You know, Pitt, I don't think, has ever been known for three-point shooting. Mm -hmm. um, kind of changing that this year, uh -huh. uh, especially. You know, back in the Big East, used to be known for, you know, defensive rebounding, toughness, slashing, mm -hmm. all that stuff. But... You know, we're kind of meshing the toughness with the shooting. With the shooting, you, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> little, little interesting mesh there. Um, and, you know, we see Blake had eight threes, yes. tied a school record, mm -hmm. um, previously set three times, uh, most recently by Jared Wilson Frame. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a great player uh, three years ago. But Greg had six threes, Nelly had three, and Nike chipped in one as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, our sharpshooters were going. Yeah, and uh, a lot of them were assisted by this guy to my left. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did I did pick up nine assists, and it wouldn't have been possible without my sharpshooters. Yeah, and yeah. I always say that. I tell these guys, they owe me a couple double-doubles. Right. They already got me one when we played Louisville. I had 11 assists, but yeah. um, somebody told me the record is, I think, Sixteen or fifteen or something. So yeah, we'll we'll be checking on that. Yeah, <laughs> De definitely a little little record chasing going on here. Yeah, definitely, but. definitely. The Just Buckets podcast is sponsored by Gussie's Bagels. Visit Gussie's at thirty six oh six Fifth Ave, right in the heart of Pittsburgh's campus, for the best bagels in the burg. My favorite sandwich is the Top Gunner, which has sausage, bacon, egg, and cheese, with Gussie's special sauce on a fresh sesame bagel. Visit Gussie's for the best breakfast in town and stay tuned for Gussie's giveaways all season long on the Just Buckets podcast. But you mentioned a lot about, you know, Pittsburgh's uh, history. Um, you know, you're a Pittsburgh guy yourself. Um, let's dig a little bit deeper into your own personal story. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people know I'm from Pittsburgh. My dad has had season tickets since before the Peterson Event Center, so mm -hmm. back when they pay, played at the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. And I've been going to games since I can remember. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
I've been to over 150 pit basketball games, so I've seen right. ju- seen just about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, also, been going to pit basketball camps since mm-hmm. I was little. Um, I used to go to the ga- uh, camps back when Jamie Dixon was the coach. Right. Um, Brian Regan was still there. Yeah. He, he still remembers me. You know, mm-hmm. I was a little annoying little pit pit fan running yeah. around. And paint. um, not to cut you off, but. You mentioned those camps, right? Yeah. And um, you have a pretty special um, role in the camps every year. I mean, I've only been here two years. Yeah. I don't know how long you've been doing it. But um, explain your role each and every year in these camps. That yeah, you- so I take the guys through stretch, which back when I was a camper, there was uh-huh. a walk-on by the name of Nick Rivers, mm-hmm. who was the most energetic guy in the program. You know, mm-hmm. brought crazy energy every single day. And he... Um, he was just tenacious and like so much energy during stretch. So I, you know, when I got on the team, I was like, I'm, I'm going to try and emulate that. Yeah. So, you know, I start the guys off at camp every day, you know, mm-hmm. just making sure they're ready, amped up, yeah. you know, ready to have a great day. I mean, ultimately they're, they're there to have fun. So yeah. that, that, that's my role there. Yeah. So, you know, you're a guy of many roles, you know, you, you started off as a manager. Yes, sir. You start and then you you get you move your way, work your way to walk on. You know, just talk about, you know, your roles have they as they have developed, you know, being here at Pitt and you know, and, and the work and dedication has gone into it. Yeah, I mean, obviously I came here um with aspirations of, mm-hmm. you know, playing at Pitt at mm-hmm. some time. So, you know, I emailed uh, around asking to, about a walk-on tryout. They weren't having one, but yeah. they were offering a manager's spot. So I, uh, you know, I kind of toyed with the idea. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do it, but I was convinced ultimately. Mm-hmm. And uh, first day of practice, you know, Coach O'Toole threw me into drills and uh, was kind of beating me up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> The big guys, they were, I mean, they had 60 pounds on me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it was tough, but I was playing defense every single day. Scrapping. Scrapping. Yeah. Trying to make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ultimately that led to me being added to the team as a walk-on. Mm-hmm. And um, past, whatever, three seasons have been yeah. a walk-on. It's been unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's dream come true every single day. Mm-hmm. And I just try my best every single day to bring, you know, be the best guy that I can be, yeah. which will ultimately bring out the best in the team. You know, mm-hmm. whether it is my role on the sideline, you know, just getting the guys going, or if it's in, you know, playing five on five and I'm trying right. to push the starters, you yes. know, I'm going to try and get mine. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to make you better. Yes. Um, and then, you know, recently coach had me on scholarship. Yes. Uh, that was congratulations kind of, yeah, about that. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, that was, you know, kind of a culmination of all the yeah. hard work I put in. Um, yeah. it's pretty cool. So so talk about, you know, you know, um the emotions that went into it because a lot of people don't know. You talked about your journey here at Pitt, but before you came to Pitt, you know, you experienced some injuries and things like that in high school that a lot of kids, you know, would have deterred them from you know, pursuing basketball long-term and, you know, working your way up to where you are now. Speak about, you know, your journey as a kid, experiencing those injuries, and then to get all the way up to here at, up, up to here at this moment where you are a scholarship player on a D1 program that's winning games and your impact is tremendously felt. For sure. Um, you know, I, I have this tattooed on me. It's the mm-hmm. first tattoo I ever got. It says, Against All Odds. And mm-hmm. 
I firmly believe that. I, w- I was born with a collagen deficiency, which mm-hmm. kind of uh, left me susceptible to um, broken bones, torn ligaments, just it, basically all types of lower extremity injuries that you you could get in basketball. Yeah. Um, from the age of whatever, nine till 17, I broke over like nine bones. I had two knee surgeries mm. and, you know, but the one thing that was on my mind is I, I loved basketball. You yeah. know, that was the only, every single basketball season came around and I had worked my tail off in the off season and I got hurt yeah. in the season. And, uh, you know, it, it can be pretty, you know, depressing and deterring to mm-hmm. a young athlete, but, yeah. uh, you know, developed, you know, some mental fortitude to kind of push through that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people don't know. When I was in high school, I was 5'8", 100 mm-hmm. pounds till yeah. till I was a senior, mm-hmm. you know, um, which was kind of, you know, I was under the radar. I wasn't the biggest performer, but, you know, I had that work ethic, and I kind of grew into my body once I got to college, yeah. matured a lot. Um, and, you know, I think everything that I went through has, you know, made me a better player, better person, and a mm-hmm. better teammate yeah. all in all. The Just Buckets podcast is brought to you by the Oaklander Hotel, where relaxed luxury meets incomparable services. Located in the heart of Pittsburgh's Oakland neighborhood, they provide extraordinary service and an upscale experience you won't forget. Book the Oaklander Hotel, the best spot for your next stay. Yeah, so, um, you know, before we you know end the show for today, what are some, you know, words of encouragement that you would give to a a younger kid in Pittsburgh or anywhere, you know, in the world that is, you know, maybe experiencing an injury or experiencing some, you know, life difficulties that, you know, maybe on the edge of quitting, but, you know, with your story, they can get hope. Yeah. I mean, listen, the only thing I have to say is, you know, hard work and perseverance. It, it always comes out on top. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. Never stop chasing your dreams. You know, uh, the only way you lose is by stop chasing your dreams. You yeah. know? Um, it's, it's just hard work is undefeated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'd like to think I'm an example of that. Yes, sir. You yeah. definitely are, man. You've definitely motivated me. Like when I heard about your story and the type of injuries that you had experienced, you know, with your own personal yeah. journey, it definitely motivated me, you know, because when I came here, I had a knee surgery. For you know, sure. I was on my second one, and I was sitting there trying to battle, you know, to get myself prepared to try to play some of these games. And when I heard your story, it motivated me because I see, you know, another guy that's experienced some of that hardship and have, you know, came back on top. And I commend you for that, man. My man, yeah, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, so that wraps up another show of the Just Buckets podcast. Um, me and Fish will be back with some more game recaps. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Um, this sure. was my co-host. Yep, first time on. Really enjoyed myself. Uh, we'll be back. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned.